All right, y'all, welcome back. This is our season finale episode. This is going to be a shorty. So hard to say goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was my eighth grade uh, theme song. No. Yes. Mine was, as we go. Oh, that song gets fun every time. <laughs> oh, bittersweetness, bittersweetness. So. As listeners know, if you're caught up, maybe you don't know if you don't know, this is going to be my last episode of Real Talk. I wish we had a soundboard. I know. I have Ooh. one. Just what do you go, want? Is it a, is it a Oh, I, I only know where the applause is. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't applause. I don't Get know. him out of here. <laughs> Tomato. I didn't get fired. I didn't get fired. No, no. But so anyway, we're we're recapping this this season that we had, and we're all a little loopy at the end of the semester. Yes. And I just, I also, you know, just, I mean, I just, I I let listeners know recently, but I I let the podcast team know months ago that this was going to be my last season, and it's still. Like real to, I don't know, like, who am I if I'm not co-hosting this podcast? It's like so much a part of who I am and what I do. And I look forward to other projects, being able to nourish those projects. And being a guest. Oh, I'll be a guest. Coming back as a guest. I'm very prepared. You're an author. (laughs) I have much experience. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to press the button. Yeah. Oh, I I pressed it quite easily this time. It's the time pressure. It's always truly... Many people have joked about this, but pressing that record button is the hardest part for hmm. me because it's like all it's like the start of a race. It's like, boom. Yeah. You hit it and then that. you're you're on. It's not a live show, but it's still like it makes me makes At me least we can like stop and take that out of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> messed yeah. up. No, fix that. Mm. And it helps that our 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 standard is not perfection. No. Yes. Because we're real. Well, yeah. So many of our guests yes, come in, know. like we just recorded, you know, a few minutes ago with some guests and it's so many people who are very accomplished are so nervous and yeah. I love being able to like welcome them and, and try to make them comfortable in this thing that, you know, it feels new. Yeah. Yeah. Talking into a mic is, is, is definitely not a normal experience, especially if you're a professor. I can imagine you being like, I don't know how to engage mm. if I didn't see the faces. Oh no. I like it. I like yeah, it better. I, I mean, I like both things. I'm not you know, I'm a teacher in different senses, but I like the mic because it's, you know, the only eyes on me are y'all. We know mm. each other. It's fine. It's less pressure. I have pressure. a journalism background, and I actually wanted to go into radio, so I, I always preferred here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the first episode that I recorded was in a, I was in a hotel room, actually. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> the, the it was during the pandemic so it was february of 2021 and we had to unplug the fridge in the room because the hum was too loud and the mic was picking no. it up but my god i was like i mean i couldn't sleep the night before i was so nervous and this happened for i mean like i'm like a super shy person and i have been yes. been a shy person like my whole life and so if, if you told me as a kid that like i'd be like teaching talking in front of audiences doing workshops being mm-hmm. a, on a podcast mm-hmm. I could not have even seen that to be possible, but it, it really like 
was very like viscerally, physically on my body stressful yes. to do this show for so long. Also because it feels like, you know, this is something released out into the public. Yeah. You know, it's not like the safety of kind of writing. Yeah. And then sharing written work. It's very different. I've always said that I'm better at writing than I am at speaking, but these days I do more speaking than I do writing. And you do yeah. great. Thank you. It's a lot of practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one thing I remember saying like in, in earlier seasons, which I could say is years ago. That you can do stuff that scares you. Yes. And you can practice. And and even if you're, I mean, there's no such, there are such things as people who are talented in different areas. Sure. Or who have proclivities or gifts or or what have you. But the stuff that you think you're not good at or that scares you, Mm -hmm. practice does matter. Yep. And you don't be thinking that, you know, people who are making money up on stage don't also have stage fright. True. Very true. Yeah. Mm. I've been told that a lot. (laughs) What did we learn? I feel like this season we did a lot of new things. I feel like we tried stuff. Well, we certainly, I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago that we did that live show. Yeah. Talk about terrifying. I'm sorry, but 1,000 people who have not heard of our show. Well, it it wasn't just people. It was (laughs) 1,000 freshmen. So coming straight from high school is is what we're talking about. And high schoolers scare the crap out of me. Okay, that Do might they? be my trunk. Yeah. I like oh, them. They're, I they're so mean. Sweet. You know, I, I like uh, I like the youths. Yeah, the youths. So they're not mean. jaded. They're like freshmen. They're still like a little nervous, so they're a little more like behaved. Yeah, <laughs> high yeah. school. They were, you know, somewhere a little drowsy, which I expect because first week of school. Well, you know, what happened was <laughs> I fell asleep in an orientation when someone was talking, full on like head back. I'm so done. I can't say. Mm. Literally, I saw that person went. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So, I mean, it was like, in some ways, it's like we're just doing what we do. We just have other other people there. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I would want to always do no. a live show. But no. the the getting questions from the audience was fun. I thought that yeah. was really cool. And I love I, the Q&A. Yeah. And it was like, think on your toes. Right? Mm. Yeah. Because we don't have to think of the questions. And yeah. Okay, we can I think the hardest that. part was like speaking because we were we were seated at a table mm-hmm. so we couldn't see each other and right. i'm like trying to make eye contact like who's gonna talk next uh, wait uh, i wanted to weigh yeah, in yeah so we're in like a long hard. line sure. yeah it was hard to do the handoff how we do it here yeah definitely just the number of eyes on you and then it's the cleanup in post right i was like oh no i gotta try and really make sure that i'm getting my point across right the first time because it's not going to be the same kind of process in terms of cleaning it up where I'm like, yeah. oh, misspoke, edit that. I'm in front yeah. of people. So yeah, it's like a live misspoke, edit that. I mean, for the record, we do very little editing. Yeah. Like we, it, but it's, it's mostly just to like know mouth you can. Breathing. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. Like we and we tell guests all the time and almost never does that happen. Nope. Yeah. Nope. We cough, you know, we edit out coughs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Lean back. So I'd be coughing. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm always leaning back to breathe because I just feel like when I'm in the mic, it's I'm, just like, <sighs> I'm running and I just stopped running. So now oh, I'm wheezing. <laughs> right, 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 right. And you didn't run in today. You just casually strolled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the season, you were often like running in and literally <laughs> catching like, your breath. Hey, guys. It's like, mommy, why she was like, so chipper? Because she just ran. I did. Adrenaline is rushing. She's a runner. She's a track. Oh my gosh. And am and am. So yeah, what are some things that y'all and I mean frankly, you can record or you can uh, reflect on your whole experience as part of the podcast. What have you learned from from the beginning of your time to now? 
So I, I, long story short, I had been continuously badgered by people of like, why don't you have a podcast? And I was like, I really gen- genuinely don't think anybody wants to hear anything I have to say. Mm. And so I think being, I'll say thrusted, I wasn't thrusted into it, but having the opportunity to present yourself and then scarily being like, I think helped me be like, oh, okay, like it really is something that like, First off, I've been prepped to do this because I'm a I was a journalism graduate, right. and this was what I was going to do. Even though I was just like, I don't know how to do that. But yeah, I think it. I think I had already been doing it. You know, I was on the campus radio station, and I had two shows, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. But then still had artist interviews from like local acts that were on like Hot ninety three seven and stuff. So like, I did it. I just, you know, you know, I just don't be thinking I did it. I know. So, <laughs> As I'm sitting here, I'm like, like, hand on my chin. Tell me more, Danielle. I'm just yeah. so impressed by you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, like I had actually been pre-prepped to do something like this. And I had already been doing it pretty much like forever. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Like it wasn't even that bad. And I don't really got to see nobody respond. Like I low-key don't be listening to the episodes. Because <laughs> I'll be like, ew, my voice. Yes. So I will try to get through that. I did try to get through it, but I started with Diane. <laughs> Diane season. I was like, well, I ain't got to hear me yet. So, yeah. So I, I think that's. So, um, so like maybe more comfort in stepping into your power, your role. Yeah. And then what I really wanted to do, like my initial drive to to journalism. I, I, I had always wanted to be a writer. Always, always, always. I always wanted to do. I would say mostly always wanted to do journalism, but I was very content that I was going to be not seen. My in- immediate thought process, because this was just the shock of us being local. I'm in Hamden, Connecticut, New Haven, Connecticut. We have a local radio station and there was a, there is, cause she's still on there, a DJ named Jenny Boom Boom. Oh yeah. That every last one of us knew up and down, side to side, left and right was black. Uh, and then I saw her in the parade and Jenny Boom Boom is not black. No. So I went, oh, you could hide for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to be Jenny Boom Boom. Nobody has to know anything about me at all. Who's going to know? The name don't even, you know, you can't tell. There's no signifier. What's oh, a Jenny? God. Everybody's Jenny. Jenny Craig? So I was like, oh, yeah. I could totally just say things. Not like say things <laughs> like unmitigated. But I was like, Oh, I could totally like just be myself, but no one has to know who I am. Mm. You can see me in the grocery store and be like, I don't know who that is. And I'd be mm. like, true. That's so, also kind of nice. Yeah, I was trying, I was mm. going to hide. So I was like, okay, I'll do radio and magazines. Literally, no one has to know you on print or in radio. Now everyone knows you need to be a personality. So there is no such thing <laughs> as a Jenny Boom Boom hiding. Because mm. everybody knows Jenny Boom Boom. I seen Jenny Boom Boom in Concert Hall. So, yeah, so. I think that was my initial drive, but now because I've been so front facing, especially on campus, there is really no hiding. But it's kind of just been integrated and folded into like, I don't know, my my character and just like part of what I do that I that comes off as natural, which I guess by, as a two things can be the same at one time. It it very much so was always there, but it I, like I ain't see it. We call that dialectical. Two things being true at the same time. 
Oh, my therapist calls it yes and. And we I tell don't. her I don't like it. <sighs> That's the framework of my job. It makes me yeah. crazy. I tell her I don't like it. I don't like that either. Well, I'm BPD, so I'm black and white. So I just be like, no, it okay. is this thing. And they're like, but yes and. And I'm like, I don't like this. I like that framework for the layman's. Because if <laughs> yeah. I go dialectical, y'all are like, ah. Nope, but it is no yes idea and. Say it. it can be both things yeah. and. Uh-huh. Oh. So say, you know, what have you learned? Yeah. What have you learned? <sighs> What have I learned? I'm I've about learned to go to things. class right Besides after this, and your... we're going to talk about what we learned. I know. <laughs> was it this season that was your obsession with LeVar? Yeah, your, your LeVar, LeVar Burton obsession. I love We found out about that. I would have never Y'all known. found out about that. That's it, what I'm saying. Like, how I did you not know? I feel like I There were... is not one second that we have had a conversation where we was like, do you love LeVar I feel like LeVar I Burton? fold LeVar into my life. Like, anyone who knows, anytime like a LeVar Burton meme comes across or anything comes across, all my friends, I get it about 50 times. They're like, here goes your boy. And I'm like, I love LeVar Burton. So, I um, know that about you. Oh, I love him. Reading Rainbow, mm. start, I'm a Trekkie. Um, oh, I'm a Captain, I'm an old William Shatner Trekkie though. The bad costumes, the heels, in and out of battle. Like well, I, mean, I don't even the understand the context. That's that's the good. That's, I support. That's you. the good one. Oh, William, Sh- he's the very very original. You don't know William Shatner? I know who he is. Oh, but you're talking he's a about rock it, man. He's Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know, but like you're saying, like like heels in and out of battles. I'm like, what? Well, oh what? well, if you ever catch an Can old episode, it I swear it's the funniest thing because as a kid you notice these things. But like when Captain Kirk is walking around the ship, he has maybe like an inch heel on his boot. When he's in battle, them things are flat. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Like editing That's was a close weird. Read. It- <laughs> I probably wouldn't notice that too. It's a little thing. It's a little older, thing. Older TV shows, all their like little like yeah, high things are like the absolute greatest things to find. Right, but that's yes. My love of Levar Burton is like mm. he was books, and then you're in Star. This is excellent, and now his daughter's in Star Trek in the right. new one. On- oh my god, for real? Yes, isn't that the greatest? Thing? Okay, so I didn't know that. my generational love <laughs> for Levar Burton it, it traverses time, but. What did I learn? I learned a lot of things. I will say, as usual, and I feel like I've said this since I came on the podcast, is just say yes to things, mm-hmm. right? Like Say yes I, to the dress. Okay. I am, and yes, okay, if you think it don't look good on you, do it. We're the thing. Mm-hmm. But I was approached, and they were like, so weird proposition. Diane was like, okay, hear me out. And I'm like, oh, what you going to say? She's like, so there's an opportunity here, and... Do you want to be on a podcast? And I'm like, I don't see myself as a podcaster. She's like, mm. but you have the things to say. And that's the first thing you said when we met you, right. I think. Yeah. Like, I'll do the behind the scenes. I know. Yeah. I was like, and... I'll do the outline. And they're like, no, be a co-host. Yeah. Diane's like, get on the mic. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here. And I feel like I agree with you, Danielle. My voice, I feel like I sound like Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> like I listen back and I'm like, I'm so nasally. Like I do. I feel like it. <laughs> Eat some wasabi before I come in so I sound clearer. (laughs) But I learned to try new things. Definitely confidence for one, because a lot of the guests that we've had on are tangentially in my world. And I'm like, yes, see? And I hesitate to say the things that I know are true based on the research because I'm like, "Uh." so stop second guessing yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But try everything. Only way you can live a multitude of lives like I have mm. is just say yes sometimes even okay. things that sound like mm, that's not my kind of thing you might love it that's how I got right. into fencing that's how I got into archery mm-hmm. that's how I got on a podcast mm-hmm. roller skating I'm about mm-hmm. to start sewing right like Ooh. I'm not good at things but 
like Casey said, you got to practice. You can't just come out the ballpark and say, I'm not good at that thing. Did you try that thing? Right. Have you actually done it? A couple times, not just once. Right. Pete the cat. All right. Here we go. Follow me. I think part of that is within the framework of like what we talk about here, like is America's obsession with perfection. Yes. And how I don't know what I think it was probably it was more than likely Instagrams. Okay, I've been on this since 2013. (laughs) But it was a post that was talking about like nobody wants to be mediocre at anything. And it's kind of like fun to have the freedom to like Mm -hmm. be bad. Yeah. And like if you think about older people in your life, who are the interesting ones? The ones who have like taken up a lot of different had a lot of different lives yeah yeah and you did know? Really not the people who are stuff. like n- saying no to everything no no, right. no 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 well not did not do bad stuff so they, they were bad at things yes, <laughs> yes. they did not do because they didn't stuff. try it you know mm-hmm. but also they they didn't have the same pressure to like everything you do from your conception must be per- your birth must uh, be perfect that is coming from social your, media yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your how dare you come from high school and not know how to fully integrate yourself as a human being right. adult into a society and kids are like what yeah that's why when people are like yeah college is full of adults and i i just scarily i walked mm. across campus the other week and was just like Oh my God, I was a kid in college. Yeah. These are not fully developed adults. Not even a little. But the way that you frame when you're younger is like college and you're like adulthood. And then you get here and you're like, oh my God, they're children. Yeah. And so you think you're like, oh, you were, I was a literal kid. And like, maybe I'll give myself young adult at 32. Maybe. (laughs) But to say adult as an 18 year old is, insane um because that's just a vastly different experience i was in the bathroom and i heard this conversation ensue and was like i don't know where to situate myself in that i heard oh man your hair is so pretty and i was like okay pretty hair and then i heard yeah you know it's been falling out i'm so stressed you know i'm a little bit older oh how old are you you know i'm 22 and i went Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say 25 at least. Yeah, she said 22. She's like, yeah, I'm in grad school. I was like, oh, my God. Technically, I'm an older grad, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like... I don't know. I think I, I think I just learned that, like, first off, I've, I've lived a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah, sure. Which is, like, a weird thing to learn from what I now am, like, children. <laughs> but, like, <clears throat> I've situated myself so much more than I thought I was at what what, what, what do you when you're graduating age when's it 22 21 22 21 22 you know i thought then i was like okay i've done the college i've situated myself i mean granted i did not graduate yet i graduated seven six after seven years but i was like oh i've situated myself i've i've done the things to step into my role as adult you know i've done extracurriculars i've had life experiences and opportunities and now I'm like, oh, no, I didn't do nothing. And now I guess I feel like I'm actually at the point that I thought I was at the 20 going into 21. You know, like hmm. you feel like that's your life stepping stone into adulthood. And I feel like I did not feel that step from kid to adult till like now where I've learned the things. And now I'm like, OK, it's time to apply. I don't. Hmm. I I thought I was there at the time they tell you you're there, and I was super not. Yeah, I knew I wasn't. 
I oh, didn't have it. I feel like Pete the Cat has this fun notion where it's like, I swindled my kids this way. Three bite rule. Mm, can't say you can't do it. Can't say you didn't like it. Can't say any of those things. Three bites. Uh-huh. And even if they're small ones. And I'm like, oh, I apply that to everything for my kids, right? Like my son wants to draw and I'm like, okay, try it. I'm not good at it. We'll try drawing a circle. You got a circle down, try, try, right? Like mm. these small, look, self-efficacy, yeah. <laughs> these small things, but you got to give it fair three tries. Even if the first mm-hmm. one is like a, Ooh, I'm going to barely taste it. All right, it's fine. Second one, a little bigger bite. Third bite, all right, not, not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Three bite rule for everything. I don't know. I feel like as we're wrapping this one up, one thing I want everyone to take away is Gen Z, I think you're doing all right. I think the kids are going to be all right. I think Gen Z is going to continue these kind of conversations that we have here on Real Talk. And we are just a catalyst for them to be interested. So keep learning. Yeah, to my mind, I mean, as I'm like, you're, I'm listening to you, Danielle, and I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm not coming out of this experience being like, I'm a podcaster. I want to always be a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. And like, the, we're not in an age where people can do one thing. It's right. like not a thing yeah. anymore. You have to be... Like as a scholar, as a journalist, it's like all these journalists also have podcasts and they also do all this stuff. But I am always looking for like, what's the best way to reach people in an authentic way? So instead of like doing college, like in the, in a ivory tower, that's like exclusive to some people, like how can we open that up? How can we share that with more people? And the reason, you know, that we, brought you all in as co-hosts is because I was always like, I'm not going to solo co-host a podcast. I am. And from the beginning with Jamil, I said, I will only do it with him Mm -hmm. as my student. Like we are doing this together. And he said the same thing, but because they're the conversations that we're having, it like are very different because of our, the very different places that we have come from the different experiences we've had and just who we are. I don't want to do anything by myself anymore, especially in higher ed. Like I want to collaborate. I want to co-author. I want Mm. to co-teach because this idea that like the one person could sort of be, I don't know. We're so limited. Each of us individually. Yeah. And it's just richer in dialogue, which I believe in so much. So I'm really going to miss this with y'all. I know. I know. I feel like that's why we talked about community so much because that's what we're going to need moving forward. Yeah, yeah community. Big and focus just getting this back season. to that. I think that's part of the, all the topics that we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. And just like the future that we're, I guess, in conversation imagining yeah. for ourselves. Not just us, but ourselves as people. Mm-hmm. Um, is getting back to the fact that we are communal people. And none of us was actually really supposed to do this silo thing. Absolutely. That is called a million things. Patriarchies, isms, uh, colonialism. But we were all doing the community thing before we were disrupted. So I think people are trying to get back to what we were like as humans and what we're supposed to be like as humans prior to disruption. Because our bodies are driving to it people are getting sick not being i mean we really did see it in covid the loneliness yeah. that people didn't realize they did not like was making people and the importance sick of the arts while people yes. were sick yes you know people did not realize how much they needed to be at their job how much they needed to be at school and surrounded by others whether they got out there and spoke or not the just the just aspect of community 
was so needed that people were mentally ill in ways that people had not seen before. So that is a, that is proof in the pudding. The whole world shut down. So we have a whole case study to let people know we're okay. not supposed to do this. Right. And so I think nothing, <laughs> nothing was the same, Drake album. <laughs> but I think nothing really can ever be the same because we literally had this so, this real world, like, like everyone was in the house everyone was told not to be outside. It's not just like the continent of North America. It's everyone. So we can literally see and say and spell out and point to the fact that this struggle was worldwide for people to be by themselves. And we're not supposed to be. So I think we just we just got this example. And now people are like, well, now we have to do the thing. Now we want to do the thing. I've seen community spaces in my area that I've Never seen before. Yeah, um, and I've this seen podcast came out of that yeah. disruption too. Right. Collaboration that I've never seen before. That was one of the draws to coming back to Southern. Not that I probably wasn't already going to, but it was this. Oh, we're talking about other identities on campus, and I went, "Oh my god, collaboration!" So yeah. that drive to include everyone, whether it be your identity or whether it just be needing community, is something that is so being driven forward that it was the the product of a lot of the podcast and especially this semester with so many things in the world we just yeah we just drew towards community we didn't even know what we were going to talk we about we did it fell in our lap and it just mm. all really geared towards community um and i think that that's just part of how this thing is coming up in conversations that we don't realize yeah that we needed well i'm hopeful I think that because we had community ripped apart from us, we are seeing Mm -hmm. these community spaces pop up. We're doing the things. We're having Mm -hmm. each other's back. We're supporting each other. I think it's going to be a revolution. We are, as a society, Phoenix rising from the ashes. Let's tear it all down and build it back up. And, you know, stay tuned for Real Talk. There'll be a little hiatus. We're looking behind the scenes to find someone to to take our spots. to keep shoes. this going, my enormous shoes, <laughs> men's size eight. Um, <laughs> but thank, I'm so grateful to to both of you, to Zoe, who's not not with us today, and so grateful for everybody listening because you're the reason that we're able to do this and create this community. So, yes. wishing you over this, you know, holiday New Year season, rest, joy, community, mm-hmm. and real talk will be back. Fun. Maybe looking and a little different. Have some fun. fun. Have some fun. It's got to be joy in the movement. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.